Good day, everybody. I am back. It is Kristen, um, the owner and founder of Spirit Crystal Healing and the School for Teachings of Divine Self-Healing. Thank you, everybody, who joined and took the time to listen to our first episode of the podcast, We Heal Podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we're definitely um, open to having any feedback. Today, we would like to speak to you about our family's experience with the opiate epidemic, which I personally refer to as the Bermuda, opiate Bermuda Triangle. There's three reasons why I am on this podcast. And those three reasons are one, to share my story of the opiate Bermuda Triangle in the hopes to provide someone with the wisdom needed to escape the opiate Bermuda Triangle or really to provide the wisdom to those assisting someone with escaping the opiate Bermuda Triangle and the many Bermuda Triangles that come with that, um, which we can get into many different topics of heavy energy um, when we get into that. But really providing one with the knowing of it is possible. I don't know how many um, individuals I've come across that really just don't have the answers and that's really where I was at one point but I feel like I have some of the answers not all the answers and that's the wisdom I'm going to be sharing with you over the time of this podcast you know I've gone to workshops since the opiate epidemic has uh, really come out in the open and it really brought tears to my eyes of how many families and loved ones were in the position where I was 10 years ago. And again, I would never claim to have all the answers because I think we all know when we're dealing with addiction, which is what the opiate permitted triangle is, um, really you can be echoing through for 10 years and not get any results. So I don't think anybody has the exact answer, but with everybody's wisdom, being shared of their hardships and their way out and we put all that wisdom together we can really learn to heal and grow as one through these hard times two i'm here to provide the wisdom of self-healing and self-help so watching a community grow and heal as one is truly my vision and dream there's so many topics to get into with self-healing and self-help um So over the episodes, we will touch base on every single one of those. And even in this podcast, we'll give a little more of a description of what we mean by that. And three, I'm here to share my story of living with an invisible injury, um, which is nerve damage, if you're not familiar with that term. 50% of the population in Canada, according to the Canadian Task Force, uh, Canadian Pain Task Force, Um, 50% of the uh, individuals within Canada who are coping with an invisible injury are actually found lost in the system. So really those are the individuals I'm reaching out to or, um, you know, the loved ones who are assisting with that, Um, even caregivers really um, that may just need some more knowledge into the world of what consists of having an invisible injury so they can understand their clients more. really what we're doing here is we want to share my experience and also my my mother's experience with it um, providing the wisdom of learning how to define one's invisible injury 
we do know some injuries are worse than others and we are aware that learning a new approach and a new mindset towards overcoming this obstacle of living with an invisible injury can be an obstacle of itself so we're not asking the impossible we're just providing our wisdom and our experiences and hope that some of the knowledge will help you take what works for you so those are really the three reasons why we're here um and and really there's so many things to discuss moving forward just with those three topics so we can go on for a very 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 long time so that being said all i can do is share with all of you my experience and ask you to take what is useful share to others what is useful and enjoy listening to words of wisdom from me to you every every life lived in my opinion and every experience that there is to share has a story and if you are someone with a life that's been lived or an experience to be told your voice is meant to be heard that's why you lived it so speak it that being said again this may not be the story for everyone and we respect that we also know that there is always someone living a younger version of you and if you don't believe that go listen to tony robbins and uh you know um and dean and and they will most definitely preach that to you that's where i learned it and that is who we are um truly hoping to echo through to and i hope that someone is you or I hope that you are someone who is learning how to echo through um, because that's really who this knowledge is going to speak out to we also recognize that our experience is yet one lived and that's why we ask all of you to join our podcast as a guest to share your walking testimony to provide your words of wisdom we can only heal as one if we become as one So I'm just going to play a mantra for everybody today. Um, And really, uh, we just, we like to play these mantras to kind of focus us in, focus us into the discussion here and kind of guide us with the wisdom. So um, just enjoy this relaxing music for a minute and um, we'll continue after that. Sad 
Thank you, everybody. Um, that was our mantra to help us really clear the clouds of doubt and open us to guidance and protection um, before we get into the three topics that we mentioned at the beginning here of why we are on the We Heal podcast. Okay, so today is not, we're not going to get into the deep, deep, deep discussions of any of these three topics I talked to. I'm just going to kind of brush onto it and briefly um, explain it from my perspective and in the next podcast to come we will touch on different points and different conversations just the first few podcasts we really want you to have a full understanding of who spirit crystal healing is the school for teachings of divine self-healing and really have a, a good understanding of why we're here and where we come from um if if we don't lay out the foundation then um really some of us are going to get lost along this podcast uh, we have to respect that not everybody has lived this not everybody is aware of who i am not everybody is aware of our experience and um we really got to break it down in bits and pieces to really spread the true word of wisdom so we're going to start at the point one opiate bermuda triangle so for us, um, our journey started in 2009. So before 2009, my um, mom really experienced, she experienced car accidents, grief, loss of a parent, um, depression, suicide attempts, mental health, um, even, even addiction, to be quite honest. So yes, addictive personalities was known in our family um, to exist, but it was not known at the time that opiates were addictive, if that makes sense. Any of you that know about the opiate uh, epidemic, you will know that, uh, you know, when Oxycontin specifically were first released, um, they were not released with the knowledge um, to the doctors or to the individuals taking it as a prescription of any addictive tendencies at all to the medication. It wasn't until later um, moving forward that that information came out. Um, so, you know, the, the, the opiate epidemic and the opiate Bermuda Triangle really um, can be anybody. Um, you know, you have athletes in the Olympics who have addictive personalities but never knew of this because they never used a recreational drug. Um, you have other people that took the opiates and, uh, you know, were aware of their addictive personalities due to taking recreational drugs. So really, at the end of the day, it's a balance along the spectrum of whoever you are. Um, I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't care who you are. Um, nobody can prepare or prep or predict if they are ever going to um, encounter an addiction of any sort, recreational or prescription. So judgment here definitely is off, off the board, in my opinion. So um, 
you know, that's, you know, maybe let's just really break this down. So I know it as um, the opiate epidemic as from the very beginning um, where it didn't have uh, addictive tendencies. And that's kind of where I separate it from then to today. So maybe today is a bit different as it is common knowledge of the opiate epidemic and the addictive tendencies, in my opinion. But the, you know, so some people are judged a little more harshly because it's like, well, you knew the addiction was there. Um, you knew of the hardships that exist. You you knew of the epidemic that is here today, but yet you still chose to do that drug. So now the opiate epidemic in regards to prescriptions is not really looked at differently from someone who's 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 in an addiction of um you know recreational drug now again that being said the addiction to the recreational drug and the addiction to the opiate really in my opinion is no different the experience itself is different uh, so how I can break that down for you is you know my mom has taken recreational drugs but when she was on the prescription um medication that became an addiction she didn't see herself in the same category as someone who was taking a drug so for her to go to a 12-step program or an AA meeting or an NA meeting would be absolutely absurd to her that is an insult to her because in her eyes at that time how are you calling me a drug addict I'm taking the drugs that are prescribed to me um, again, that would be before taking accountability and responsibility for her own actions, because at the end of the day, an addiction is an addiction. So we can't ignore that fact. Um, so the Bermuda Triangle, um, you know, the concept of the Bermuda Triangle or um, the concept of addiction or being aware of an addiction um, really, in my opinion, the knowledge of the opiate Bermuda Triangle or any of that doesn't put fear in you unless you have lived it or been around it and seen the hardship with your own eyes, um, not from afar, but up close. You can have debates about it. Um, you can know that's not good, but sometimes there comes times in life where we become vulnerable to these things and um, that is the moment you can't prepare for I specifically can speak from experience because I grew up around addiction my whole entire life. Um, I even, you know, had some fun with recreational drugs at parties um, at a young age. And uh, I would tell you at 19 years old that, um, you know, I had someone say to me, oh, how is it that you've been around these drugs for so long and you've never um, come across an addiction? And I was someone who thought I understood addiction. And uh, I said, oh, cock. It very cocky like I said you know oh well that's me you know I just jump in and out I never stay too long right and I laughed it off three weeks later I was caught up in the opiate epidemic or the opiate permitted triangle so that's how it happens right you can be very ignorant to these things and bam it, it, it hits you and you're in it and you're living it so um it's almost like a spiritual practice that has to be lived and experienced to truly be understood. You can't explain some things by word. They must be felt and seen with your own eyes and felt with your own heart. And even then, some never really see the truth of a hardship or an addiction as maybe that's just not the word for you to hear. 
Um, so everybody has their own lessons, I believe. And, uh, you know, have some compassion for yourself and um, have compassion for others. Um, so, you know. So when we're talking about the Oprah Bermuda Triangle, I'm just going to explain that theory of mine to you a little bit more. To me, the Opiate Bermuda Triangle and the reason why I came up with this saying of, for the opiate epidemic is because I watched my mom go through it. And I have to say that if I didn't enter into the Bermuda Triangle myself, I would have truly at the end of the 10 years or the eight, eight, nine years before we started to walk away from the Oxycontins, um, I don't know if I would have had the strength or the faith to fight for her because at the end of the day, when you're in something for so long, it really becomes an obstacle you think you can't defeat. And I remember the day that I looked up at the sky and I just, I, I really spoke to the universe, I guess you can say. And I just, had, I was lost for words. I didn't, I, I really thought that I wasn't going to be able to help save her life. I really thought that she wasn't going to escape that opiate Bermuda Triangle. And if it wasn't for me going through the opiate Bermuda Triangle, I would have come to the conclusion that, you know what? You obviously don't want the help. And I think I would have taken a step back. Um, so I don't know if I would have had the resilience and the persistence to fight for her life at the end there. And uh, really, it was living it myself that said, no. No, 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 no. Out of, out of everything, out of everybody, everybody would say, everybody, the doctors, the nurses, friends, loved ones, at the end, they would just be like, you know what? Sometimes you just have to accept that that's a choice somebody wants. That's the way they want to live and just let them live it. I could not accept that. And that's why I'm here today to show you that I have proven the impossible. Why it happened, I don't know. I think it, it's beyond me. I don't think I was the reason for her life to be saved. I think she had a part in that, to play in that. And I think, you know, really destiny and um, the energies of the universe just, you know, really allowing that to happen. So, to me, explaining that to you, the opiate Bermuda Triangle from being in it, it's really like the movies you watch, the opiate, the, the opiate, uh, not the opiate, the, the actual movies on Bermuda Triangles. They show you, you know, on some movies, these guys are on the ship and um, they can see the people that are going by. But when they're calling out, you, you, you can't hear them. They're stuck in that dimension. They're stuck way in that dimension. And even once they realize they're in that dimension, to get out of that dimension is an obstacle itself. And no one else knows that dimension exists unless you're in it and that's the opiate Bermuda triangle instead though you know that's the version of the person in it but the person echoing through see when you're on the outside you can see that they're in the dimension whereas the people inside the opiate Bermuda triangle they don't know they're in it so when you're looking at the individual and you're saying oh my gosh you've lost all this weight you, you've been doing this for years you're gonna die like you know this isn't how, why are you doing this to yourself they're looking at you like oh my god can you just or oh my gosh can you just leave me alone <clears throat> because um I don't see it I was I went from 120 pounds to 80 pounds 
And when I looked in the mirror at 80 pounds and my collarbones were showing and I was just a complete mess. Um, I saw myself as 125 pounds. I have done my makeup and, you know, seen pictures of it after I've heard stories and it was like you were gone with the wind. Like your makeup was definitely not done right. Like it was all over the place. But to me, I thought it looked great. So I'm just trying to give you a perception that your reality and your perception of reality is really altered. So when you're trying to echo through to someone, really take that into, um, really take that in because you may think that they're not hearing you, but maybe it's that they just can't hear you because they're in a different dimension. So what you're seeing is myth to them. They don't see anything wrong with that. So how I can best explain that to you is if I take an Oxycontin, and um, when I first take it, I remember all that. But when that Oxycontin hits you and you go on the nod, as I call it, um, I, I can't speak for all different types of experiences of the high because I do know people that don't go on the nod. But for me, I went on the nod. And for my mom, she went on the nod. And if you don't know what the nod is, that's falling asleep pretty much. Um, so... Um, really through that whole time which is the majority of your high um, and of your experience you're not you don't remember any of that all that's in void I don't remember falling asleep I don't remember being asleep I remember before I went to sleep and I remember after I woke that's my reality so when you're talking about all the rest I'm like please can you just leave me alone? I'm doing what I got to do right now. Because again, my, div my, my reality is altered. So I think I'm doing what I need to do. I don't see the things that I'm not doing. I don't see the risk. I don't see any of that because that's not in my reality. My reality is the same as your reality, not on opiates. So I may be a little bit confusing to some of you. Um, but really, that's what it is. So that that's the challenge that we're taking on, um, trying to echo through to somebody who's in the opiate epidemic. And I just want you to really understand that because understanding that concept and understanding that theory really gives you more compassion for the individual who's in that dimension. And, you know, when we're talking about different dimensions, even if you talk to some medicine men like Puma Quimps, um, they'll let you know that, yeah, when, when you go through many hardships, your soul does get different parts. Of your soul do get trapped into different dimensions. So, um, you know, really we need a soul retreat. So it's not just coming from a personal perspective. There's other practices and other um, very knowledgeable individuals that will talk to you about different dimensions. And they may not have the same theory as me, but when I speak in that language, they can definitely relate to me, if that makes sense. So really, at the end of the day, we entered into this um, through pain. And uh, I entered into it through advocating for my mom, but also... Um, <laughs> too much medication being around and I had too much free will and I not enough knowledge and I just was having fun and that fun turned into two years of another dimension in the opiate Bermuda Triangle um, which ultimately turned into a blessing to save my mom's life and we'll break down this experience and I will have Kim on the podcast and we will talk to you about you know 
what was your experience or how did it start where did you go through because there's so much um hardship that we went through i couldn't possibly say it all at once so i don't want to give you guys too much information at once i just want to kind of let you understand that concept sit with that theory for a little bit and um kind of get an idea of where we're coming from and and how um we got introduced to um this hardship so let's move on when we're talking about uh our second topic self-healing and self-help this was our way out so in our experience no doctor nurse friend loved one could really make that decision for us so what i am asking of you really to do is step away from the ego and step towards your soul and like you know i'm not saying again um you know we've already said in our last podcast we do not provide medical care or provide medical advice self-help techniques and self-healing and energy healing and yoga and all that fun stuff and meditation it does not replace medical care and medical advice so we advise you to use a holistic approach and be an adult and make the wise decisions deal with things on a level that they arise and if that calls for medical services whether that's within mental health or um you know to see your family doctor really make those decisions and use these techniques to really complete that humble vision for you and complete that care plan and that escape for you out of your hardships your heavy energies and your bermuda triangles and cycles of insanity and another thing i'd like to point out is that these self-healing techniques and these self-help techniques and um you know taking a step from our ego and taking a step towards our soul really is not the answer to stop bad things or hardships from happening really what these techniques do is teach you how to embrace the negative with the with the positive and really how to um how to not get lost in it and really take control over our mind instead of having our mind control us and control our actions So again with the soul retreats please look up Puma Quimps he has a lot of information on that and it's really calling your mother's soul back to you if it, you know that's how he explained it on his workshop is when we're doing a soul retreat it's as easy as sitting in your room taking that moment of silence to yourself and getting into that deepened state and really from the bottom of your heart and the bottom of your soul asking your mother's soul to please come back to you to come home to you you're calling for your mother's soul call on yourself the soul of yourself you know call on your higher self and ask your soul of the self to come back to you come home into your temple and that's coming from a theory of the medicine man uh, puma quimps so um you know it can be stuff as simple as that just being aware and and taking those techniques and repeating repetitiveness repeating um these affirmations in your mind repeating um certain mantras that is all it's going to embed into your brain and into your mind and eventually um it's going to help build that wellness lifestyle and mind style for you 
and and really doing those visuals in the first podcast if you haven't watched it go um if you haven't listened to it sorry go listen to it and we give you a few visuals and uh, a couple meditations um one of some one of the visuals was shared um from puma Quimps as well of uh, really envisioning yourself in that clear quartz crystal so um, there's so many techniques you can use to really start encoding on your brain and when we're walking away from the ego, when we're using self-healing and self-help techniques, what I mean from that is desires of your flesh and your mind and really stepping towards your soul, the inner goddess and, and walking through your heart. Feeding your soul is not picking up that vapor, or picking up that cigarette or picking up that pill. Drinking a glass of water and eating a nice big salad and, and really engaging in compassionate listening and and you know giving and receiving love that that is true true like really true um awakening and self-healing is what that is guys sounds like a lot right or it sounds really easy right well let me tell you that the perfect potion for the perfect motion is love reality therapy acceptance compassionate listening the person escaping any of these cycles of insanities or bermuda triangles or opiate bermuda triangles um, it really takes awareness accountability and responsibility don't confuse um you know somebody who's trying to care for someone who's getting out of any of these hardships or heavy energies when I say love and reality therapy and acceptance and compassionate listening and all that above I'm not saying to confuse that with making choices for someone because for those of you who um, assisting or who have been through it um, you all know that you can lead a horse to water but the horse holds the will to drink it So forcing someone to do what you think is best for them never works, trust me. I know that from 10 years of experience. And that's just as an advocate and and really my whole life since a child growing up. And and it's just a common knowledge to me, right? Um, So what you may will in your heart is not what someone else is going to will or what you can see with your eyes or what you can see and feel with your um, heart is not what someone else is seeing or feeling. So... Um, really keep that in mind so like another example of that is if (laughs) all of you that have kids or um you know girlfriends or boyfriends usually um when you tell someone to go do something they like to go do the opposite so that's where we kind of bring in love and logic, right? Um, love and logic is a parenting course you can take online and really it's good for raising kids or it's good for, um, you. really you can use it on your husband, you can use it on your friends. It's a great technique and it's really mixing in that love and logic and really allowing one to make the decisions for themselves through your techniques and and really providing them with that accountability instead of pushing it over on you and going into these cycles of insanity so really self-healing and self-help techniques at the end of the 10 years and even today 
that is how we escaped the opiate bermuda triangle truly truly not just escaping and and you know going in and out of it we mean like true self-healing and it takes time it's not a quick fix it's a long-term um technique for success in this this is a lifestyle a mind style it takes trial and error it takes persistence it takes acceptance of failure um it takes never giving up never losing hope i'm not saying it's not gonna happen but you know have your days every dog has its days but get back up and that's where the persistent comes in setting uh boundaries knowing the difference between tone that kills uh sorry not tone um the difference between love that kills and love that thrives to heal so sometimes in my opinion um standing by someone whether or not you agree with it or not is really what's going to help them allowing them to release that suffering through compassionate listening instead of releasing judgments and your opinions just listen and through time they will come back that echo will get through again so many other factors come in this is not the all answer but this is what helped save us and this is what got us through so thirdly um my story of living with an invisible injury um it started in 2017 uh, my hand my left hand was sucked into an assembly line there and it really got worse over time um nerves are quite funny um they like to creep up on you they got a mind of their own so I went through the obstacle um of getting lost in the system. I'm lost in the system right now today. My mom got lost in the system. So I have had no choice but to turn to self-help and self-healing techniques because I am one of the 50% of the Canadians who are lost in the system with an invisible injury. Let's just face it. And now because of COVID, it's even worse because the waiting lists are getting um longer and you know with all the uh precautions taken sometimes services are shut down and then you got to wait a little bit longer and then you know you got the opiate epidemic so you have a lot of stigmas and liabilities so doctors don't know where to move left or right um the studies on nerves you know are not that clear yet so i think you know you got a lot of people who are lost in the dark and really a lot of the techniques that are out there is opiates and you know um Let's just say that when you're in immediate pain, sometimes it's very appealing to go pick up that opiate because it's the easy way out. And sometimes we're in so much pain you need it. Just like like if I take a if I have a serious bad migraine, I have to take those Advil or else I'll call 911 straight up. So, um there is a place for everything, but it there's a place to be safe with awareness. and and that's what i'm trying to say here. So um that's where the self-help and and self technique uh self-help and um self-healing came in because 
ultimately yeah you you can go to your doctor's appointments you can do this you can do that but if you're dealing with a chronic pain that's going to be lasting years and you're at a young age or you still have lots of years to live are you really going to sit there and only focus on something that's going to really destroy your nervous system because from my studies and my point of view um, any of these opiates were not created for a lifetime use um you know oxycontins and i would say percocets or any of them in my opinion and anybody's welcome to debate that um, they are meant to not be used over two years or they start shutting down your system and my mom's a proven walking testimony of that you know over the 10 years of it she has one kidney left running on 15 percent um you know a lot of stuff in her body was affected her brain was affected you know and then the decisions that come from that because you don't realize really you're not aware of um what you're doing to your body and your body's not forgiving so you're going to deal with those consequences so um she really after escaping the opioid epidemic she had a lot of she still has a lot of stuff she has to deal with and she's living those the karma from those actions today so by sharing this story we hope that we can help you escape that destiny and help you escape from reaching that part and escape the opiate bermuda triangle before you enter into that that being said yeah i i do get prescribed uh, percocet today and i do take advil but um the more and more i'm getting into this yoga and and the self-healing and um really finding the techniques specifically the yoga um i'm, I'm really being more conscious of like before when I first got this injury I was like I'm in so much pain I gotta run to that opiate I gotta run to that opiate being aware of what I you know what we've been through and we know um but you know I've been on them since 2019 I believe 2021 so I'm on my two-year mark about or just over two years if I got the dates just a bit off but uh so I gotta start being aware and I gotta start finding ways to deal with that so even if you know I'm prescribed those Percocets if I can it's as needed you know so um if I can somehow manage to find techniques that are helping me master the control over my mind in order to embrace that pain instead of trying to run to mask it um that's going to help me with um not affecting my nervous system as much with those opiates because that's really what they're doing and when you talk about the chakras or yoga that relates to the chakras such as kundalini um you're really in the vagus nerve you're really talking a lot about the nervous system so um just being aware of that um really has helped me um with finding the strength to to really fight my chronic pain and 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 really jumping into the unknown here um because i'm really fighting the the dependency on the known and i'm jumping into the unknown and not saying that there's not people out there that are taking um different techniques and how to cope with it there's people out there that will refuse to use any um narcotic medication or anything that is not natural but there's also a lot of us out there that may not have that knowledge or maybe not lived it and um, maybe don't have other techniques and that's what we run to so um we we uh you know we had no concern of medication but we did learn the risks and and now 
we're jumping in because it's one thing to talk about all this guys it's one thing to share this and be like yeah you gotta go you gotta go do self-healing techniques you gotta go um do self uh self-help and and you gotta go do your crystals and do that but you really and and you gotta get out of the opiate permitted triangle but you really have to uh, it's easy to say it's easy to say and that's all i'm saying so really you gotta be patient with someone they gotta get there on their own um, and, and those of them that, uh, those of them that didn't have that jump started, that wisdom, um, can get stuck in those cycles of insanities, unfortunately. So right now I am pushing through to find new ways to define my injury from within and really controlling my mind, embracing the pain instead of masking it. And it sounds scary, but I know, but this is the challenge that I'm choosing to take on. And and I hope of those of you who have, you know, got ahead of me and, and jumped into that, come on as a guest, share your walking testimonies. I have met people with chronic pain and chronic illnesses that are very strong individuals mentally and physically who have overcome this stuff or live with it every day and they don't use medication that's going to hurt. So uh, we welcome all of you. Come on here. Share your knowledge. Share your wisdom. Let's heal as one by, by learning together through everybody's wisdom and really normalize it to say it is possible. It is possible to escape that opiate pyramid triangle. It is possible to heal the, the, the wounds of all that heavy energy and that trauma that you may be of going through. It is, it is possible to live a stress-free life. It, well within reason guys <laughs> let's not imagine we're living in a perfect world okay but i mean it is possible to create a, um, a sanctuary within your home and within your your within like within you you could be walking on the street within that that sacred sanctuary and that's what we're doing here today and and that's that's what we're going to be doing each podcast and and that's really why we encourage you to come on because you know, yeah, we live in a world where everybody's connected. We've got all the internet, we've got all the news, we're aware of everything, but we also are living in an era where we're very segregated. And like I said on the last podcast, like, or, or maybe I didn't say it on the podcast. Maybe I said it on my social media accounts, um, or one of my videos there, but really guys, like I, I this to me is, is, this to me is life this to me is my life i've lived hardship and crisis my whole life i've seen a lot of stuff but what i've seen with my eyes and the way i've handled it not everybody has experienced that not everybody has that wisdom around them not everybody has that mentor so i'm asking you to come on here to really take the time to share your wisdom in the hopes that who one person even if just one will listen to that podcast and take you as their mentor and you will be that inspiration and the encouragement and that normalization to get them out and get them to reach their self-actualization so that's really what we're doing here guys and um i really hope that that kind of gives you um really the the introduction into the three reasons why we're here and the next podcast um you know each podcast will just focus on one or two points um of each and really uh give you the wisdom of how to use that information that i'm trying to share to you uh today so um 
if you don't understand where we're coming from or if you feel a bit lost don't worry about it we did not get into anything really um you know uh we did because we're 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 entering onto the bridge we're entering onto that bridge and we're creating that bridge and and that pathway to the bridge um and and as we continue this podcast just think of it as wood being put onto that bridge so that we can create that pathway to get to the other side and that's going to take time so be patient with us and uh, you know the more you listen to this i hope you it inspires you encourages you to reach out to us and uh we're more than happy to um, bring you onto our podcast again. And again, we can have up to one to a hundred people. So if we really want to create that energetic, um, sacred platform with a hundred participants who want to share and connect, that's great because not only is that going to be great for you to experience, but the people listening to it, it's going to be so magnified. So really, guys, let's heal as one, let's be as one, and let's grow that tree of life and really bring all those tr- those leaves onto the tree and have it grow by becoming t- uh, by coming together and connecting. Connection is huge. Group uh, he- group therapy, um, you know, group discussions is huge. Group meditations is huge. The energy always gets magnified. So. Um, you know, everybody's ready at their time and we respect that. But remember, as Tony Robbins and Dean would say, if you've lived an experience and you've gone through something, you're really doing a disservice by not sharing that wisdom because there is always somebody who's in your place from 10 years ago or eight years ago or two years ago or six months ago. And if you have wisdom, of some kind of hardship or, or some kind of solution on how to get out of something or some kind of experience, you are that jump start for that person. You are that possible um, bridge to the other side without having to go through all the stuff that you had to go through. So um, really, we're still in the opiate, opiate epidemic, guys. People are going to be entering into that every day. Um, people enter into cycles of insanities, Bermuda Triangles, and enter into the journey of chronic pain of invisible injuries. So there's always someone waiting for you and waiting for your story, and we want your voice to be heard. And again, if you're someone who has gone through this, think of this time as somewhere where you can provide compassionate listening. Um, You know, you can engage, sorry, in compassionate listening with me and releasing those sufferings at the same time, providing a service to others by sharing that. So it's really healing in all different ways. It's healing within, it's healing without. Um, So you really, uh, you know, we're really healing those heavy energies within and and within the community as a whole. So that that's really where my passion come from. and, And that's why I'm encouraging all of you to get on board here so that we can build this bridge together. Because I truly believe, even as Mandela would tell you, um, you know, five men are stronger than one, you know. Um, working together instead of on our own is always more powerful. So you can look at so many different um, walking testimonies from so many beautiful people within our our, our lifetime um, looking into history and, and it really shows you that, yeah, you know, um, they were right. So maybe we got to turn back to these um, mentors like Mandela and... Uh, um, you know, 
puma quimps and all these individuals that can share with us either through the readings of history or whether it's through um, stuff that they're offering online um, really embracing that because uh, plenty of the elder would tell you that true wisdom comes from our ancestors they've lived it they shared that knowledge with you they left that knowledge for you so embracing it and plenty of the elder also said that nature will also bring the truth to life he really believed in looking at nature instead of looking at the myth. So um, not saying that he didn't take that into account, but that was definitely one of his perspectives. So I think that's enough for today, guys. Really um, take some time after this podcast, take in a couple deep breaths, sign up for an alchemy breathing um, session, sign up for Kundalini yoga class or Hatha yoga or any kind of yoga, um, you know, and, and really get into that relaxed state and, and deepened state and, and, and really um, become one with yourself. That's self-love, that's self-care. Know your self-worth and take that time for yourself because you deserve it. You are worth it. And what do we do as chronic pain warriors of invisible injuries or, or warriors of the opiate epidemic or Bermuda Triangles or cycles of insanity or heavy energy or stress or um, any hardship out there? We give ourselves 110% each day, 110% of the time. Persistence, resilience, it's all key. It's not about being perfect. It's not about not failing. Don't be scared of failing. It's about never giving up on yourself and never giving up on others. That's what it's about. So I hope you have a lovely day and uh, may your week be filled with many blessings and um, I hope that this podcast helped you a little bit or educated you or I hope you enjoyed it if you already knew everything I was speaking about and um, I hope to meet some of you soon as a guest on my on the podcast with Spirit Crystal Healing so uh, see you next week guys and thanks for listening